New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. Hello, I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Today I have two guests. I'm hosting Kurt Kuntz, who is the author of A Million Steps, and Lydia B. Smith, who is the producer-director of the documentary film Walking the Camino, Six Ways to Santiago. Welcome, Lydia and Kurt. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. It's so good to have you on the New Dimensions Cafe. You both have have walked this pilgrimage that's like, in a total, it's 500 miles from France to the west coast of Spain. And it has been going on for, for centuries, centuries, uh, more than 1,300 years. And um, so when you take such a pilgrimage, Tell us, what are some of the lessons that you learn along the way? The great thing about the Camino for me is that you really learn what you need to learn. There are so many different lessons, and I think that's why so many people are drawn to it, because there's no real dogma of there's a right way and a wrong way, and this is what you're supposed to get out of it. Everybody gets a different gift. And that's what I love about it so much is that it's so open-ended and really applicable to each person doing it their own way. Can you speak, please, Lydia, about a gift or gifts that you have taken away from this time? I think for me, what I took away from, from walking the Camino, which led me to making this film, which took me five years was really realizing my potential, that I could do so much more than I thought. I had to raise all the money, I had to make the film and edit it and then market and distribute it. And I realized I could do a lot more than I gave myself credit for. So it sounds like what you're saying is that the Camino itself has help has been like a partner to you in this endeavor that even more than a partner i mean the camino is just so dear to my heart and i've just learned to really trust to trust the timing to trust um that i'll get what i need in the time that i need it and that's such a lesson of the camino because you're walking and you're just trusting there's going to be a place for you to sleep you're trusting that there's going to be water when you need it. And it just does always work out. And it's such a metaphor for life in general. And it, it feels like like almost a living thing. Yeah. Like uh, something that, that is, when reading your book, Kurt, A Million Steps, and seeing your film, Lydia, it feels in hearing the the people who have spoken to both of you or speaks through you, it feels like a living thing that it's it's not just okay just okay here's here's a trail that we're going to take it feels like more than that i think it is a living thing uh for 1300 years 
people have been walking on the same trail, which was one of the reasons I was so attracted to it. A million people did it in the Middle Ages, and since that time, another million people have done it. So when you're walking along, I had a wonderful feeling of realizing I was walking in the footprints of millions of people, and I was leaving my own footprints as a welcome mat for the people that would follow. And I'd love for you to speak, Kurt, about any gifts that you have taken away from that time that you spent on this. I have an incredible number of gifts. I would say one of the first ones was learning to let go and letting go of really everything from in relationships. I believe that walking along the Camino, people come into your life all the time and everybody walks at a different pace and everybody's doing it for a different reason. And you have to say goodbye to people. And instead of feeling pain and agony and sorrow in saying goodbye, how about spending more time appreciating the time that those people were in your life and appreciating the gift that they shared with you and realizing that when they go, it actually creates space for other people to come into your life. And that was a very big lesson for me to learn. And in, in doing the Camino, you, you can also, like not everybody's going to go to Spain and take the time to do that or there are other ways that we can do this in our lives. You know, Justine, I, I do a lot of public speaking and one of the questions that people often ask is, well, that's great. You've got a little extra time on your hands and, and we can all go and do that. And I tell people there's so many ways to take a Camino. To me, doing a Camino is breaking your routines and stepping outside of your comfort zone and doing doing something different. So I often tell the audiences, you can simply drive home from work a different route. You can go to the bookstore and buy a cookbook and make what's on page 49. Um, there's so many different things you can do to just stir up your routine. And I think that we all get so dulled in our day-to-day -day routines that we almost, we become dull. Taking a Camino allows you to grab the yoke and fly the plane again. You turn the autopilot off. And I don't care what what manner your, your Camino takes, grab that stick and fly. And for me, making the film, my intention was not to have everybody go over and walk the Camino. Far from it. I was hoping, my intention was through watching the film that people could have a glimpse of, of the magic that the Camino d works on people and inspire them to lead more fulfilling, satisfied lives and, and do those things that they know in their heart they're supposed to do rather than what in their mind they think they should be or their parents told them they should be doing. And that could be something to playing with the dog more as to opening a homeless shelter, but really following that inner guidance of what's best for you to do. Can you mention, please, Lydia, you know, someone that you featured in the film that you'd like to share with our audience? Oh, there's so many. What was so great for me with the film was being able to take a variety of people and motivations and religions or none. And and really, the, the Camino welcomes everyone. Um, one person in the in the film uh, is is Annie. Annie was the only person I knew beforehand, and what was so amazing about Annie is she had the courage to show what was going on on the inside. She's incredibly vulnerable, and really shares every pain and every 
kind of little sense of turmoil that's going on inside of her. And I think so often we, we spend so much time presenting a mask. And especially if we're being filmed, we want to just show what we want people to see rather than really opening up and going, this is what's going on with me. That's so beautiful. And she does that so <laughs> courageously. There, it takes so much courage. And I think that's what I really admire about Annie was her leap of faith to go, I, I may look like, you know, I'm crying constantly. Her joke is I, I cried all the way across Spain. Um, the other funny thing about Annie is we've done a lot of film festivals together and people have said, well, you know, some of the times weren't you acting? And her response has always been, trust me, if I could have acted differently, I would have. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's great. And and also it just really inspires us for our own lives. Even if we never walk the Camino, we something else can can happen. Well, you know, I think... One of the things I find to be really true is that we really can get through situations by feeling our feelings, that when we push them away, when we repress them, they come out sideways, they come back at us. And I think Annie is such a great example of someone that really felt her feelings and was honest about, wow, I'm really competitive. I don't like this about myself. I shouldn't be this like, like this. But this is who I am. And she was realizing there's this great line where she's talking about, I was kicking her butt that day. And um, it's a line from Reverend Michael, which is a bad day for the ego is a good day for the soul. That's beautiful. And that's uh, Reverend Michael Beckwith uh, of the Agape Church in Los Angeles. Yes, yes, who I studied under for many, many years. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so, Kurt, talk about a little bit about your journey. I know that there is one thing that you describe about wearing a hole in your Patagonia <laughs> boots, which are are actually uh, they're saying that they would they they won't wear a hole. And so, say something about that. That was oh, a, it was a funny story. I. I walked this whole trail and I kept thinking, I wasn't worried about it, but I started thinking, what could stop my Camino? And I thought physically, maybe my body won't hold out, maybe the weather will be bad or, or whatever it may be. I, I, I knew something could, could put a halt to it. About two thirds of the way through the trip, I looked at the bottom of my shoe and I noticed that I was missing one square of my waffled sole. And I thought, not a big deal. Well, the next day I noticed I was missing two squares and very dangerous. There's no way those shoes could have made it to Santiago. And so I was sitting in a hotel and I was thinking, what in the world am I going to do? I mean, this is not a good situation. And again, the furthest thing from my mind could have ended my Camino. And I thought I may have to have somebody send shoes from home. Um, commerce in Spain is different. There are no Walmarts and there are not REIs. And, and let me just jump in. You are how tall and your feet are how big? Oh, I'm, I'm six foot five and my shoe size is size 13. So, so uh, on this particular day when I realized I needed some shoes, 
I walked out of the hotel I was staying in, directly across the street, there's a little tiny backpacking store. Now, describe, though, the town itself. You're not in a big city. I'm not in a big city. This one here actually was a pretty decent size. There's about 60,000 people in this particular city. So bigger than most of the villages by far, but not the biggest city on the trail. There's a tiny little backpacking store across the street, and of course they're on siesta, so I got to chew my fingernails for about three hours waiting and for it to in open Spain, up. <laughs> they they close down shop. They know how to live. They close down shop at at noon or one o'clock in the afternoon, and they don't open up again until five o'clock. They, five o'clock. They live well, and yes. they they know how to do it. So I walk in the store and I point to my gigantic feet, and the guy just shakes his head and says, "There's no way. It's not going to happen." And I saw some Patagonia shoes in there that were women's shoes, and I I kind of pointed to them, and the guy walked into the into the back room, and he came back out, and he had a box, and they were the exact shoes that I purchased before the trip. And the reason I selected them is they don't require break-in period. And the only difference, they were one size up. They were size 14, mine were size 13. And I put on one extra pair of socks, and I think that they actually turn out to be more comfortable because your foot expands as you walk throughout the day. So not only was was everything solved, I think it turned out for the better. Wow. So that's, that was a miracle, wasn't it? You know, it's it's just like the Camino. The Camino provides what you need, and it provides it when you need it. And I really built up a faith, and it's it's where I came back to my idea of giving up worry. Things just work out. And one of the things that you describe in your book when you got home is that you quit watching network and cable news. I did. I really made an effort to get rid of worry in my life. And I sat down and wrote down a list of the sources of my worry. And at the top of that list was cable news. And to make it more insane, I watched both Fox and MSNBC. And I flipped back and forth from channel to channel, thinking maybe there was something in the middle. And it, it, uh, it, it's all negative, or it's all people telling you what to think. And I'm not encouraging people to put their head in the sand. I still read the headlines of the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Wall Street Journal to stay abreast of current events. But I just choose not to have people blabbing into my head and telling me what to think all the time. And it is so negative. It's it's always the sky is falling and the, the world's ending and there's violence here and there's violence there. Well, outside today, the sky is blue and wonderful and I'm happy and content. And I want to focus on, on those right, things. Right, right. Lydia, how can people see this film both both now, early 2014, and in the future? Well, it's very exciting. We are starting on a cross-country tour. We are going to be starting February 7th in Seattle, and then we're going to be moving all the way down the down the coast through Sacramento and San Diego to Phoenix and Albuquerque and Denver and Kansas City and St. Louis. And we're just opening one theater at a time, and there'll be week-long runs. But people can check on our website. The tour is going to continue. We'll hit the southeast, the east coast, come back through um, the northern part of the country and and back through. But since we are independent, and for me, it's really about connecting with people and people that have walked, people that are interested in the walk. And so I'll be doing opening night events at each of these cities. Oh, that's wonderful. I know people will want to join you. 
So I want to thank you both, Lydia and Kurt, for being on the New Dimensions Cafe. Thank you. It's been a pleasure and an honor to be here. Great. Thank you. Thank you. I've been speaking with Lydia B. Smith, and she's the producer-director of the documentary film Walking the Camino, Six Ways to Santiago. And if you'd like to know more about her work and where she's going to be, you can go to her website, CaminoDocumentary.org. That's spelled C-A-M-I-N-O, Documentary.org. And Kurt, the name of his book is A Million Steps, and his website is KurtKuntz.com, and that's spelled K-U-R-T-K-O-O-N-T-Z.com. And you can get to both of those websites through the New Dimensions website, NewDimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. I want to thank you for being with us on the New Dimensions Cafe, and I invite you to join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a thousand hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You, too, can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.